0: Get him
1: stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied, your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, we take a look at round one of the California Swing and which Outlaws drivers got their credentials denied. Plus, how much fun are J.O. and Dom Selzie's interviews? And David Gravel, the master of consistency so far. I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Graziano, Chris Golak, and Mick.
2: All right, welcome back to Open Red, Credentials Denied, uh, episode number three, guys. We pulled it off three weeks in a row. This is uh, pretty impressive. Not pretty, bad for Monday morning. Not bad for Monday morning. Uh, of course, everyone who's here in the room, Nick, it is Monday, Mike, and uh, Chris, yep. Oh, man. It's yeah. You made it. You made it up <sighs> to work on time. I didn't know what day it was.
1: <laughs> I was just going to start singing. It's just another manic Monday, but I figured I'd spare everybody the expense that listening. I, I
2: don't know. Mike Warren singing the Bangles would be pretty uh, pretty cool. That is the Bangles,
3: right? Yes. Ah, got yes. it. Yes. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what's scarier, the thought of him singing or the fact that you knew that. I mean, find I'm, that I'm, hurdle? Is I'm that what 42. No. I mean, the Bangles
2: I, were like,
1: uh, they were around when I was I kid. knew that. Their t- top song is Walk Like an Egyptian. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs>
2: let's get into some
1: racing. <laughs> Here's
2: a with Mike Warren. You, that could be a, its own podcast. <laughs> it really <laughs> could.
1: It really could.
2: Um, okay, so our topics this week, we're going to talk about uh, no outlaws went to victory lane this week at Tulare, which is uh, it was a good show there. Um, good to get back and see some good action. Gio and Dom Selzy, those two, man, what a great job Dom does on a microphone. Uh, David Gravel increases his lead with uh, with a good run. And what are your favorite track foods um, going around the country? I think Mike Warren, we, we should have a, he
0: should have his own food blog. But we know the answer already. I mean, that's... Uh, we know what's going to be. I mean, it's, it's cheeseburger. Cheeseburgers. I mean, simple, easy. <laughs> that's it's not true, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so, that's actually
2: not true, but we'll get to that later. So uh, by this time, of course, everybody should know the results of the, of the race. But let's uh, let's break it down real quick, Nick. We want to talk about the features out there at Tulare.
0: Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a spoiler time. Uh, so yeah, like as we mentioned, uh, no Alas won, but. Uh, maybe a future outlaw, Gilles Selzy, yes. uh, won the opening night. A uh, pretty good race there. Uh, my pick got, I believe, a second that night. He at least got uh, podium both nights, so I guess I mean, he didn't win, but he got some good finishes for <laughs> me. I don't know if we get points for that or not, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Dave Gravel's up there with him, but then the second night, uh, Kyle Larson, yeah. doing more Kyle Larson things. What, what was he practicing at Phoenix in his cup car earlier that day or yep, qualifying yeah. qualifying and then shows up at uh, goes to California to Larry and wins in a sprint car. Right. He Which uh I think uh, clarified there's some a little bit of confusion because there's two white fifty or earlier, I guess three now. Yeah. Uh, white fifty seven so, cars. Sorry. That was not Paul Silva's fifty seven, that was Kevin uh Kozlowski. Uh, White 57 that he runs over in California, Um, but Paul Silva was wrenching on the car. So first win for first outlaw win for Kevin there. That's cool. That's cool. Good win for a late model guy on Saturday night. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) Big late model model, promoter.
1: Um, Dom had
2: a gr- good run there too. Dominic Selzy was led a bunch of laps there. Looks like he just sort of lost the lost some tire there at the end. And
0: yeah, Dom's pretty good at that track. Uh, I know he won a bunch there last year, and he looked like he was in, he also put himself in contention to win. But then like yeah, like halfway late in the race, he just started to fade a little bit and uh, wasn't in contention anymore. But still, a pretty good show.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a real good race. What was better, his run leading all those laps or his interviews? <laughs> <laughs> um I think he might
2: say his interviews. Yeah, he might he might be a little more proud of the interviews. It was it was cool to see him uh, get out there to sort of applaud for his his brother crossing uh That was pretty cool. Coming back around.
1: Speaking of that, I know Johnny alluded to it as uh, Gio was walking up. I kind of, I kind of. No offense to Chase, but I kind of wish we would have had Dom do the Victory Lane interview Friday night. I think that would have been hilarious.
2: It would have been pretty good. You know what was interesting about Victory Lane is, is, because there's a podium there. Chase Rodman, for once, was shorter than the
0: driver because he was actually standing at like the third place platform, which was an interesting optic. I liked his idea that in his interview with Dom, that he said they he thought we should get a sponsor like for step stools for drivers to like step <laughs> up on. And, like even when he's interviewing them. <laughs> Ever wonder what
1: drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment, late models, and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. All
2: right, well, green flag. Let's get into our topics this week. No Outlaws went to victory lane this weekend. Um... Not a big shocker. I mean, obviously Carl Larson is always a threat. Um, it's good to see Gio win there, but but what does that kind of say about the competition in sprint car world right now?
1: I think it's a it's a tough thing, and I'm going to allude to the late model side. I think you'll see it in a lot of places where you go is is going to be different. Like obviously Gio and Larson are guys that really are no shock to be winners in victory lane in any World of Outlaws race. I think that's pretty clear. But at the same time, I am kind of surprised that not one of them picked them off this weekend.
0: Uh, Also, this is California. This is obviously, if you look at the results, even all through the top 10, it was pretty California driver-dominated. And we had not been back to Tulare in a few years, and we'll have a couple more tracks coming up that we haven't been to in quite a while. But I think that's where you're going to see a lot of these California guys really shine against the Outlaws, just because they've been racing, even though we haven't been over there, they've been there racing, Uh, picking off wins, getting experience on these tracks still. So I think this is where you're going to see a lot of those California guys step up and maybe either get a first win or a first win in a while um, and just uh, some more good racing. The CA posse. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, those guys, they they obviously know those tracks really well, and, um, you know, it shows. Um but you know, even even that said, Gravel was still in the mix. Yeah. Sweet was well, Brad's California guy, but um you know, uh you just you were paging through through results and you see these you know, those the guys that uh run that track, run those tracks on a regular basis, their notebook is more current than some of the other guys. And uh the more things change, the more they, they do stay the same out there where those California guys have just been strong. I mean, most
2: of the outlaws are up in there. Brad Sweet second on, on this Saturday night. Brad Sweet second, David Gravel
3: third, uh, Spencer Baston fourth. So they're in contention. You know, that's something both nights Baston was in the mix, and I think you're starting to see that combination of him in the five car with Barry Jackson really starting to gel. Um, I mean, obviously he is. I don't know that he has any experience at Tulare. Um I could be wrong, but um, you know, Barry Jackson obviously does. Yeah. With with that car, but Baston was he, was pretty strong.
1: You, you can't say he was going to win because there was a lot of laps left to go Friday right. night. But he doesn't clip the inside wall We're, we might be talking about Baston walking yeah. away with a surprise win on Friday
3: night. Uh, this in 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 both nights he was pretty. Pretty strong in there. It's just, I, that was one of the things I was thinking as I was watching the the races is going. Man, that combination of, of him and Barry seems to be
0: gelling pretty quick early in the season here. I'll say he got his first two wins last year, which were pretty impressive. I feel like this was the race that's like, yeah, this this guy is an outlaw. He's gonna yeah. be here for a while. He really showed his potential and just what he can do racing with Larson, swapping positions back and forth with him and just keeping up with guys like Sweet and Gravel. Yeah, Um, yeah, I think he was, uh, I think it's, I guess you could say probably a surprise, but maybe shouldn't be a surprise. Like You said that's a good team, and he's shown he's got some talent behind the wheel with whatever he drives.
3: Plus, from the PR side, he did uh, one of the hits with a radio station at Cotton Bowl
1: last week too. So yeah, so he's, got a, he's got a plus them. from us. He's, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> on the good on list right polls. now. He's got credentials. <laughs> yeah. You know what was also crazy about Friday night? I, I believe Sheldon got caught a little bit too high. I don't know how Gravel missed him. Yeah, that was close. Like, yeah. it just shows how narrow to Larry really is. Like, You look and all of a sudden you see Sheldon, got into the wall a little bit, running a little bit too high. Gravel slides in and it was so close. It could have been easily not a top three for Gravel. No question about it.
3: Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, the thing about Tallary Thunderbolt, it never seems to fail to create exciting racing. Uh, I think both races over the weekend were definitely pretty, uh, pretty entertaining, from what I saw. And you know that every time we go there, it seems like something, something cool happens. So. All right, well that brings us to uh, the, the. We hope everybody's changed their, their, their clocks, right? Everybody knows this was the week to change your clocks. So
2: I have a uh, old Indian speed trick. So what you do is you just never change them. Yeah. And as sooner sooner or later your clock's right. So my the clock in my truck is finally right again. Yep, exactly. Like just a, just a week ago, someone's like, "Hey, man, your clock's an hour off." Not anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no,
1: my car, I made it four months. Keeping it you know, I was doing it exactly that way and um one of our one of our coworkers decided to just help himself to my computer in the middle of the car and go ahead and change it. And I'm like, Really? Now I gotta do this again? Uh, see,
0: it it was uh, a brain game. Every time you go into the truck, you're like, uh-huh. Oh, I gotta do math real quick. What's the actual time? Yeah, it brain, brain keeps the brain sharp. That's why that's why I'm off today, because it's the right time. I didn't do anything when I got <laughs> in the truck today. I'm just press, impressed you did something with numbers. Usually you're a wordsmith. It's uh, true. I'm pretty good with everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. We're also a little chippy this morning.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Gio at Dominic Selzy. Dominic uh, obviously hopped in the booth last year. I forget what race, uh, but he was on a Dirt Vision Iron Man, he, I believe. Was Peebley? it Iron? Yeah, I think it was Peavely. Yeah, Peavely. And he's just... I mean, he's great. Uh, He went around to the pits and did a bunch of interviews. What do you guys think? Does does Dom have? um, I mean, he's still a pretty good wheel man. Won a bunch or led a bunch of uh, laps at night. Does he have a future in broadcasting?
0: I say he should. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, he's great. For it's uh, everybody enjoys working with him. Everybody enjoys the interviews he does. He's he has that. He knows these guys, so he has that ability to mess with them a little bit and have those fun interviews and not be afraid to go up to Donnie and say, "Hey, how do you keep getting better looking?" Or whatever he said to him or. like, the uh, the scuba and Donnie yeah, in interview was pretty
2: good,
1: pretty good. and the, and the thing that I like about him, he's comfortable on camera, which is which is a huge thing. Yeah. And I can yeah. tell you because I can tell you from experience, it's not easy to do. Like to walk up to these guys, especially like and have that TV presence and make it work. Mm-hmm. So it you know it's very impressive. And trust me, to the fans listening, you can't just walk up there and do that.
3: But then to go and lead a bunch of races in an outlaw race, or lead a bunch of laps in an yeah. outlaw race at the same time. So you you obviously he's got the talent which we've seen I mean he's he's run well with us through the years um, so when he does talk when he does offer an opinion it's a it's a valued opinion it's a mm-hmm. it's
0: he knows what he's talking about yeah I think so. that's a huge part of what people even when he was in the booth the Johnny he would just gave that little bit of extra detail to yeah. the race why this was happening why these guys were doing it kind of like we talked about with Brett Hearn he was calling yeah. things before they happened. Well, same with Dom. He He's done this enough and knows these guys um, and knows the racing that he's intelligent about all of it. So when he's, he knows what he's talking about, you can tell he knows what he's talking about with his car, all the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge help and just adds that little bit of detail. It's Um, Sorry if anybody's Clint Boyer fans, but I think he's kind of mind-numbing to listen to the booth because he doesn't really add any of that. I think he just tries to be the jokester, and I don't really get anything from it. I feel like I'm losing brain cells listening to him. I don't feel like (laughs) when I'm listening to Dom.
1: (laughs) Exactly what he just said.
2: Yeah. Exactly
1: what he just said. Yeah, I watched a little
2: bit of Phoenix and and that booth that they have right now. The the whole rotating driver commentary thing, I don't— I mean, hey, you got to try new things and see what sticks, but I don't find it that
3: intriguing. As long as we're talking about that— uh, obviously, everybody who listened or watched over the weekend to Dirt Vision, Bobby Gerald joined yes. Johnny Gibson. That and, and that combination, obviously, Bobby's a great announcer. He's been part of our TV broadcast through the years, going way back to the TNN days and whatnot. But that combination, uh, and Bobby's the one that put Johnny on the mic in the first place mm-hmm. way back when. Uh, but those two in a booth together, they're, they're so good. Yeah. Um, you know, so you wish it would happen more often, but you know everybody's Bobby's out we're out there in uh, in California, and he's got his own stuff going. And uh, but when those two come together to call a race, it it really is it's 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 excellent listening.
2: Uh, gravel increases his points lead again. Uh, both nights top five, right? Believe so. Podium. Yep. Podium both
0: podium nights. i only guy to get podium both nights.
1: The thing or that, no, Larson, sorry. Well, yeah. The thing that we talked about last week was, obviously, it's consistency. Yeah, he's got one win so far this season, but it's getting those second and thirds and not letting the guys you know, slip too far ahead of you. And I'm going to use the Brandon Shepard example being a late model guy. All right, Brandon Shepard finished third. Well, if Chris Madden were to beat him last year, he only beat him by one spot, one or two spots, so there's not a lot of points. And it was the same thing Saturday night. Brad, Brad beat him, but he beat him by one. Mm-hmm. So, there's really no change in the point standings. And that's what Gravel's got to do. It's the top fives, podiums, and top fives. Yeah. Those
3: are what's win, What that's what wins championships. I mean, wins for sure, but that consistency that we talked about last week, and, and you know, David's there. Don't put yourself in a bad spot when you don't have to. Uh, and you need a little luck. Obviously, we talked already about him missing the Sheldon. Uh, you know, a little luck is always a good thing to have, but. Um, you know, so he's got six top fives more than anybody else. One more than Brad. Seven yep. top tens. So he's, you know, he only has the one win. But Brad has none. Brad has none. That that's going to change this weekend. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, David's right there, and he's he's doing what he needs to do to grow his lead. Yeah, the th- which is right now standing
2: at a thirty-six point lead over Brad Sweet, uh, forty-two points back to Sheldon, sixty to Carson Macedo, and sixty-four to James McFadden. That's a uh, that's pretty cool to see James McFadden up there that
3: close. Um, this is going to be an interesting points battle this year. Um, yeah, I was curious, and I I didn't, I, you know, I, I meant I was going to reach out before we got recording just to see what was going on on Saturday night because he was in a couple of spins and yeah, whatnot. He was he was my pick for. Tuary on one of those two nights and um I don't know it was it was kind of some weird stuff going on out there but he uh managed to recover fairly well um, but he was right there in the mix he and I think he was off a little bit qualifying on Friday and managed to race his way up he was hard charger on uh, Friday night and then uh, Saturday he was uh locked himself in didn't have to run through the LCS or anything like that so
1: Speaking of being off and qualifying, how about Saturday night when everybody was within a second of each other? Yeah. yeah. Let's just, I know, I, I, well, probably won't be the last time we say that this year, but it's just when you really think of how close the competition is, like just off by that much, you're having a bad night. It's,
3: it and it's, it's, you know, when you see that, it's the little, the fine tuning, the little things like that. There's going to be the difference between winning and, and being out of the top 10. Just, you know, how the the rest of the night shakes out when you got to, Taking your top two from heats and getting into the dash, we all know how important the dash is. And yeah. and uh, so, I, I think the the cool part of of sprint car racing and,
2: and the format that we use is that every little bit along the way counts. Right, you can't have a bad qualifying start in the back, and you have four hundred laps to make it to the front. You know, it's, it's all go 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 go. So, to I, to do that, to have seven top
3: tens in seven races. Is says a lot about your program. Yeah, you know, we were we tossed around the idea of talking about formats at some point on the, on the show here, and you know, the format that we have right now on the sprint car side is probably the best one that we've we've had in quite a while. I, I remember we we changed formats quite a bit there for a while, and just trying to find that right combination mm-hmm. for everybody. And I remember we were we had a, you know, we'll do a team owner meeting and whatnot at the end of the year. And we were talking about formats. And somebody asked Steve whether it was the right format or not. And Steve said, you know, I've raced in every different format possible, and I haven't found a good one yet. <laughs> you know? So it, you kind of have to put it out there. But with the, right now, you know, if you're fast, you're fast, and you're going to be up front. And that's the way it should be, really. Yeah. You know, make them, make everybody's got to earn their way up there. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is now. And I think I, I haven't really heard too much complaining from drivers about fans or about formats at this point. I think it's pretty good.
0: I don't think you're going to see. Um, I think uh, I'll say it differently. I think you're going to see the points battle come down to the final race at World's Final. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Brad's going to lock it up beforehand again this year. I think Growl's going to keep him on his toes. Uh, Sheldon Carson. Uh, I think they're all going to be right there. I think it'll probably, uh, I think probably just become down to Brad and Gravel again, but this time Gravel's still going to be in contention. Um, obviously, the last year was his first year with that big game sports team and working with uh, Cody Jacobs, uh, but the still did pretty good. Now second year together, got a little bit more chemistry. and Notebook for them. Uh, I think they're going to be really tough for Brad this year. Yeah, and uh, you know Gravel has that thirty-six point lead, but that's
2: that's only a DNF away from being yeah. not a lead. I'm not that familiar with
3: the points, but that's about a full race lead. So it, table could turn at any moment. Just as we're looking at points, and one other thing, I, I Corey Eliasson in there, the 26 car, he has been fast just about everywhere we've been this year. Yeah. And it's just had bad luck. I mean, and That's the thing we talk about, racing luck and things like that. He's had bad luck. Otherwise, he may have already had two wins, maybe, at least, that I can think it's of. Definitely a possibility. Um, so, you know, and that car has always been a good car. Obviously, here's another California guy, but he was good at Cotton Bowl. He's been he's been strong, you know, through actually over the last couple of years when he's come out and raced with us. But, you know, it would be hard-pressed to say, you know, he wouldn't be in the top five over the next couple of weeks while we're out there.
0: I would say this is maybe a little bit more of a resurgence year for him. Because last year, I feel like they were off a bit. Um, they, they. I think they went into last year probably as you would think prime contenders for the All Star Championship, and it just didn't come together. Obviously, Tyler Courtney is very strong, very good. Yeah. But you kind of figured Elias would be there to contend with them a little bit more. I feel like that wasn't really there this year. I think you're seeing a whole new thing for that team. The, the speed is there, like you said, every race. Yep. Yeah, they just it's just need that little bit of luck that
3: you know that tired to stay up at that point or that caution not to come out or whatever the case might be. And, and he'd be right there as well. I mean, he's, I mean, he's sitting there with four top tens
0: through, uh, seven races. So a funny story, uh, we were at, I think it was, yeah, Volusia and he sat quick time one night and we do, uh, the slick Woody's, uh, pull award. We got the, uh, we, uh this is a sign that drivers take their photos with, uh, when you get that award and so we're getting ready to get uh, have uh, Corey do it, I think, during the dash draw. And his uh, team owner is there. He's like, yeah, get that photo to show proof that you actually do your job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pressure. I mean, <laughs> A little bit of pressure there.
1: Not, that sounds like something you would hear from him uh, no, at the uh, end yeah. of the day. Not really shocking. They're having fun with it. Well, Mike... It's your favorite topic. Oh, we're talking about food now. <laughs> All right. So one, one question. Surprised it took
0: three episodes to get to this one. True. Sure.
1: <laughs> well, the answer is not actually cheeseburgers. I just want to point out that at Super Dirt Week, Friesen tried to you know push me in that direction. You can go back and watch that, including tons of other races in the Dirt Vision Vault. <laughs> Quick, shameless plug. <laughs> but uh, no, it's actually pizza logs. Pizza log. What is a pizza log? It's basically the dough. Is wrapped up. It's like an egg roll, but it's pizza log. But it's like pizza roll. So it's a pizza pocket, something like that. It's a hot pocket.
3: They weren't they
2: always on yeah.
1: Chad Brockman's car? Up yes, there? yes, yeah. that was Ch- Ch- it's a it's a it's a central slash western New York thing. Yeah, huh? Bet you, Chris. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think
3: about it. I always liked the pizza steak or the pizza burger at Eldora. Mm-hmm. That was always pretty good. That was a.
0: What? What does that mm, face? Mm. I oh? didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I tried it last year. Well. Roger Slack is coming after you now.
1: Yeah. I I, I
0: still paid him his money for food. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's good. I I. I'll, I mean,
3: I, I'll always just throw out that at Dirk Car Nationals, there's such a variety there Yeah, that you can, whether it's steak on a stick or the pork chop sandwich or Buck and Ruthie's ice cream or the pizza or even, well, I know you didn't like the hot dog, but um, I mean, just a simple hot dog. It's... Vulugia's got that variety down there. Yep. That's always pretty good. Um but I, you know, I always that was one of the, one of the things that Eldora was like, "Oh, I know what I'm getting for dinner tonight." The it's a pizza burger? Yeah. Yeah. I've
2: never had a pizza burger. I've never been to Eldora. I El think Dora they called it
3: pizza state. You never been to Eldora?
1: We got to change that. Out. Jeez. Oh. We got to change that. It's like there was a period in
3: my life I thought I I was going to get a condo. I told when Larry Kemp was running the track, I was like, yeah, "When you build those new condos out there, just get one for me cuz <laughs> I'm here every other weekend." Well, I'll try to make it up there this year.
2: My my favorite track food so far in the in the dirt world has been um, Prater Classic. There's this this uh, older woman who has a little taco stand behind the uh, behind the midway there, and she makes a wonderful burrito. Which when you're in Fairbury, Illinois, you don't expect to
0: find a really authentic street burrito, and big fan of that. Nick, so for me, um, easy answer: it's the pretzel at uh, Volusia. Really? Yes, it is. Uh, probably one of the best pretzels you'll get for like three bucks too. It's not bad. I uh, just want to point it out it's not that one of those. Uh, we can bleep things right if we have to. Yeah. Right. Uh, those shitty uh, rubber super pretzels that you get yes. at like sporting areas. No, those things suck. This is like a real <laughs> nice. Gourmet pretzel, soft. I'll get to you for a second. I don't need your hand movements. Uh, lightly salted. Yeah, Just just perfect combination of just the perfect pretzel. That is the most analysis on a pretzel I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I like it. I,
1: I was about to compliment you, but now I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I mean, you, you're just throwing shade at me all day. No, no. For, for the fans at home that need to know this, though, like you know how they have those wine connoisseurs. Nick is a pretzel oh, yeah. he, 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 Whenever we go anywhere, he wants a pretzel. That's the first thing.
3: Have you had? It, as long as we're talking Volusia, Super Grouper, have you? Have you done the deep fried Oreos? I
2: I had one. Um, I cannot remember the dude's name from Dirt on Dirt that brought me one. I reluctantly had one, and it was not as sweet as I thought it would be. It was actually pretty. It was pretty, pretty good. Tasty. It was there. pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was not, good. Yeah, yeah, not I'm good. gonna lie. I, you I could have,
3: bring them. They'll they'll about deep fry anything. And there's, they've had Pop Tarts. They've had you can you could. Pretty much bring them anything what you want. What confused
2: They'll- me is that I, they didn't have any grouper when I went down there. I wanted to get some fried grouper, and
1: they didn't have any. Yeah. See, after after I had a thing of fried Oreos at Cherokee last year, I kind of swore off them because they give you a pack of six, and I think I got to three and a half, and I'm like, nope, I can't do this anymore. Yeah.
2: What um what was the batter there at Cherokee? Like this was just like a very plain, not very, not overly sweet batter that these Oreos. It wasn't.
1: Were. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was very plain. Maybe
2: a falafel batter or something. Is that is that yeah. a thing?
1: I don't know, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I never had a deep-fried Oreo.
3: You should try it. You should try
2: it. Mm, it yes. I mean,
1: it's
3: a life changer.
2: I, <laughs> I'm not a big junk food eater, surprisingly, I, but, yeah, they were. it was freaking good. I made the guy take them out of the media tent immediately before I
0: ate more of them. Yeah. Well, if they're sold out of the pretzels on, like, day two of Dirt Nationals again next year, I might have to it piss me <laughs> off. You know, my, this year, though, uh, the winner was was
2: Nick telling us about the cheap baked potatoes at the at the barbecue stand to get a little—what was it like?
0: The price kept going up, though, because clearly you raised the demand. Clearly I raised the demand, and then it got screwed out of my good price. Because <laughs> before, um, even last year, and throughout days this year, it was—you could get baked potato, good— Nice size baked Mm -hmm. potato. And, like, they have the option for the loaded one. That's got all the crap on it. Right. But I just wanted it with pulled pork. I didn't need all the other stuff on it. So they said, oh, well, just that. That's, like, just, like, a little extra added thing. So it's only 4 bucks. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Cheap. Good. One night, go there. The Let it goes, Eight bucks. I go, eight bucks. <laughs> I said, I've only had to pay four. She'll so, no, you shouldn't have. Shouldn't be that way. It's, it's eight bucks. Like yeah, but like I just got it yesterday. You know, I paid. Like well, sorry. I'll I'll have a conversation about that. But no, it's eight bucks. Like well, you lost my business. Inflation. Wow.
3: I'll I'll admit this was the first year of all the years I've been at Durkar Nationals. The first year I've had the Buck and Ruthie soft serve. Actually, yeah, me too. That was pretty good. That I, was, I still have not had it. It I, was. It's like a bucket too. I mean, it's, it's not too much. I can't do that much. It's a waffle history. cone with it was. It was a lot.
2: Dylan Coyle, our new fan engagement guy, I think he had at least once every single day. Really? Maybe maybe twice.
1: I I did not have any of it. Surprisingly,
2: what's what's fun about Buck and Ruthies is they're right there after the beer tent gate. So when we do the pit sweep. Like all the crew guys yeah, go slide <laughs> no, the, the
3: lines like around the you've block. You've got to time it right, otherwise you're gonna stay in the line for a while. There, it's a true story. Yeah.
2: Who wants to wish a happy birthday to Joey Saldana?
3: I will. Happy birthday, Joey Saldana. <laughs> it's uh, Joey's one of the few drivers with hundred wins on the World of Outlaws tour, and uh, uh, he was the one that directed me on where to take my kid racing. So, and he, and he was born on Pi Day,
0: three fourteen. Uh, apparently, that's pretty cool. Today is, by the way, today is Pi Day. Speaking of Joyce Aldana, we kind of talked about it briefly before we started about, I think the whole f- started with the whole thing that Tom Brady's unretiring or oh, yeah, however you wanted yeah, to call he it, it, no had enough those kids a couple weeks with those kids he's like nah he's, he, yeah, like, you know, he, back saw, he saw the price of gas and realized he had to come back and race <laughs> or <laughs> race yeah wrong sport no, come back and <laughs> play, God, play, football. play football. Breaking <laughs> news: Tom Brady is going where all our racing. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, could
2: see Dean Reynolds with a contract
0: in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, we have a new graphic we need to make. Um, but Joey's one I'd like to see kind of, I, I guess he's versus every now and then, but I'd like to see him full time. Oh, yeah. we were he talking, was always fun to watch. Talking about
2: retired drivers we'd like to, to have come back in the in the modern day. Yeah, Saldana would be a good one. Who, who else? Let's let's I play mean, with that topic a little bit. I mean,
1: I'm going to go first on the late model side. And I think, Chris, you, you agree with me. We gotta get Chubzilla back full time. You gotta have Chub back or scrub full time.
3: Yeah, either one. Either one. Uh, You know, I'm. Well, both. They're both great guys. Uh, Yeah, having Chub back on the tour would be spectacular. I would have fun
1: with that. I have a feeling, (laughs)
3: especially with with Boom and Josh and all that. Can you imagine that trio running up and down the road together? (laughs) Um, I can tell you. uh,
1: Well, Josh would be the least outspoken of the three of them. (laughs) I can safely say that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Chub's. You know. If you ask for your for an opinion, he'll give it to you. So, that's a good thing, though. Uh, sprint car side, uh, you know, who would you like to see on retire? Obviously, we were talking Joey. Um, I think it'd be cool, you know, for people to see Steve. You know, some of the guys that that uh, you know, there's another generation of driver fans right. and stuff that are are coming into the sport that that heard stories but you've never really seen the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be really cool to be able to see him again in his prime. I would
2: love to be able to see like vintage Steve Kinzer take on some of these guys today. You know did has Carl Larson, for instance, ever raced against Kinzer? Were they ever
3: I don't know if they overlapped yes. at all. Yep. Did they? They did out when when Kyle was just getting going. Um Probably right at the end of Steve's career, I would say some of those California races, Kyle would have been in there. That'd be cool. Um, but th- at that point, Steve was you know those big half miles. That's where Steve. That's what Steve liked. Mm-hmm. You know, Eldora was always his favorite track. He'd get those the car wound up. You know, uh, rolling wheels, places where he can really get it going. Um, even Williams Grove, um, Steve had some. You know, later on in his career, those were kind of the tracks where he he excelled. When he got to California he got a lot of those bull rings and things like that. That that wasn't a, a Steve track at the end. It was mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, I remember his last gold cup win at Chico, Silver Dollar there in two thousand five was pretty big night. It was a lot of celebrating afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what about what about you, Nick? Soldana. Soldana. Yeah. yeah
3: I'd like to see Doug Wolfgang. I I never got to see him race. Uh, that would be a good one too. I mean, you know, it, you, you, there's not a guy that you wouldn't want to
1: see, right? There's, there's, it's true. I mean, it, you could go down up and down the list. Well, not not to leave our super dirt car series big block guys out. There, there there's a couple. One that's more of a Lebanon Valley base to me. I'd love to see Tommy Carellis run run the full tour, but Barefoot Bob, I oh, think yeah. without question, getting McCready. Or, I agree there. Or, I mean, you can technically say he's retired from the big block, get T Mac back full time. That'd be kinda cool too. <laughs> I think that would be nice. I would like to you know, I for, for me, the the really the big
3: block stuff I started covering it at Lernerville back in the late nineties. Um, but I never really got to see Barefoot Bob race up up in the northeast. Um at least not I mean I've you know had conversations and stuff with him through the years, but Never really got to see him race, sort of in his prime, and uh, that would be one that would be really cool to see. Some of those guys that would take on Syracuse like
1: that. Yeah, I think I think the tough thing when you come when it comes to the big blocks is because of the way the local track system works up there. Everybody's got their guy locally. Yeah, like I'm CD is sure. another name that I never really got. To, I got to see race maybe for two years before he retired, and would have loved to see him full time from all the stories I've heard.
0: Yeah, I don't think the schedule lines up. It would be really cool to see if Tim McCready at least could on uh, the 50th Superdirt Week this year. That would be cool. I'd like to see
3: Nick Graziano come out of his
0: Mod Light retirement. I never said I was retired. Oh.
3: <laughs> I just
2: need <laughs> some time to do it. Just unfunded. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> Whole separate discussion.
0: <laughs> if anybody would like to sponsor my Mod Light career, uh, contact Nick Graziano. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How about we just put open red credentials in the cars and we give you, and we
0: give you a, a thumbs up and a picture with Dean. I mean, we can do that. I mean, <laughs> hey, you're giving me money. I didn't say we were were giving (laughs) money. I said we were giving a thumbs up. How's that going to help me?
1: (laughs) That's true. Moral support? (laughs) Yeah. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at at k1racegear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen,
2: that brings us to our pick portion of the show. Last week, we all got skunked. Not a single point amongst any of us. Um, This weekend, we have Merced and Ocean Speedway coming up. Another uh, set of California tracks. Um, let's see. I
1: guess we'll start with Mike again. We'll, well, before we before we get to any of this, yeah. I just want to point out, we haven't been to these tracks in a long time. It's true. It's I, hard to pick a favorite. I actually was looking this morning, and I thought it was a typo. I'm like, how long has it been? Like, So, for example, uh, I believe it, I might be getting my tracks messed, mixed up, but I believe Merced was Gravel, and then it's Sammy. Yes. Or Three times, and that's it. Yep. yep. And we're talking gravel 2014 in the Roth car. We're Correct. not talking gravel recently. Right. So I'm going to go David Gravel for one of these two. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, uh, we actually got to pick the nights because it's two different tracks this week. So I'm going to go gravel at Merced and at Ocean. I'm going to take the defending champion Brad Sweet. Why are you looking at me like I got five heads? Those those were my picks. Well, I hate You can pick the same people. Well, this Mm. is what happens. When you suck, you pick first.
0: (laughs) Or just pick the guys you see already on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Mr. Graziano, what are your
2: picks for this weekend?
0: All right. Well, uh, as I said, and I'm sticking with it, I'm not picking Gravel again this week. Even though he, he came close. Came so close. I yeah. appreciate, I, I appreciate his, a man. Appreciate his, is, his attempt. I appreciate a man that sticks to his word. Thank uh, you for your service. Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna pick him, sorry. Uh so he'll probably win. So congratulations, Mike. Um for Merced, I am going to go a little bit on a limb, maybe, and say James McFadden. Mm-hmm. Then for Ocean, I'm gonna try again. I got a feeling he might be able to pull it off. I think Carson Masito. Solid, solid. So this, it's, it's my turn now.
3: If we take all the drivers, then Chris will the <laughs> I was going to well, that you can pick too. the same people. Yeah, we can no, pick the I same agree. people. You so, uh, got to step out. He, what did what I hear over the weekend? I heard it from, it's something that Shots used to say too. He said, if if you, fo- well, actually, I think Larry McReynolds was the one I heard it say over the weekend, but it's a Shots thing. If you follow, you'll never lead.
1: Think about that. So that's what the Chicago Bears have been doing for the last 20 years. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> Ouch.
1: Uh, so Ouch. Wait, let, maybe we should have done this intel ahead of time.
2: What's what's the length of Merced Speedway? Are these both bull <laughs> rings? Both bull rings. Yeah, mm-hmm. Both bull rings. I'm going to go a little bit out on the limb, but just because, I mean, the kids showed speed and, and I'd like to see them get one. I'm going to go Spencer Baston uh, on the first night. This Merced. And then, I, man, I like Carson Macedo at, at Ocean, too. So I'm going to go Baston and, and, and Macedo.
3: All right, all right, all right. Well, I'll mix it up here. I said earlier how fast Corey Eliasson was, and he needed a little bit of luck. Yeah. I'll go Eliasen at Merced, and I'm going to take Sheldon at Ocean. Mm-hmm. The Hodden shields are usually pretty pretty good at Ocean, and I remember a conversation I had with Patty a long time ago about why we don't race more at Ocean. Really, what she says. Yes. She wanted to race more at Ocean. <laughs> they all like the Ocean Speedway. I mean, it's like the perfect location. It's sure. A pretty beautiful part of the world. All right. So I'll go Elias in on Friday, and, and I'll go with Sheldon Saturday
1: night at Ocean. Well, folks, here's what's coming up on our Dirt Vision schedule this week. Williams Grove kicks off on Friday night with their first night of racing action. Of course, last week, uh, weather in the Northeast did not cooperate. Then it'll be Attica also getting started for the first time in 2022. You can catch that on Dirt Vision. Then the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars is going to be a late start again, so get your NOS Energy drink ready as they go to Merced. Perth Motorplex, if you really want to keep that energy rolling in the middle of the night, (laughs) it's also (laughs) going to be on from Australia. Then they got Ocean coming up on Saturday night for the World of Outlaws NOS Energy drink, Sprint Cars, and then two nights at Millbridge, Tuesday the 22nd and the 23rd. So we're getting into the swing of things on Dirt Vision, and I'll tell you what, a lot of racing, that's for
0: sure. No uh late model races for you to cancel this weekend.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow.
0: <laughs> All right
2: everybody, that yeah. was
1: You know what? You know what? Just for that, you can handle the messages on the Facebook page this week. How about
0: that? There won't be any. There's no racing. All right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We made it through three weeks. If if Nick doesn't get us all fired by next week, we'll have a fourth episode. Be sure to to like us. Follow. We don't can't like us. We don't have social media, but. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Like
0: all the social media, like our
2: social media accounts. We have numerous social media accounts of uh, for Mike, Chris, Nick, and myself. Uh, have a have a great
0: week. Peace. Bye bye.